feature presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special micro episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, and not alongside me right now, but you will hear his voice soon, is the wonderful, incredible Eric Marchin. Um, so yeah, surprise, we haven't done an episode in a while. It's been about a month. Um, I'll talk a bit more about that um, on a little mini kind of update I'll be doing, um, on the channel very, very soon. So, um, I just want to say thank you for all your support and I'm sorry I've been so quiet. I've just been dealing with a little bit of stuff in my personal life. Um, and I guess this movie that Eric's about to do an interview for, um, is kind of fitting, um, because it is about a man who's dealing with a ton of anxiety. So Eric did a wonderful little interview with Ari Aster, director of Bo is Afraid. You might've seen his previous films, Hereditary, um, and Midsommar. Um, I just want to say thanks to Eric for keeping the lights on while I've been kind of, um, MIA. Um, and I hope you guys really enjoy this little mini episode. Uh, Eric is a big fan of Ari and I'm so glad he had a chance to talk to him and there's a wonderful little interview that you guys get to listen to right now so anyways take care everyone um so i just wanted to start off by asking you um uh just a little bit about the film in terms of specifics and i don't mean spoilers um there's one thing i've been thinking about a lot uh since having watched the movie and that is um seeing bo's phone and the recent uh calls that he's either been given or has been uh, taking in one of which says movie phone and I was curious to know what type of movies do you think Bo Wasserman watches? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Especially because it's another world, right? Like it's right. not quite, it's not quite this realm. Um, so I feel like the movies in Bo's world are probably just a little bit more, uh, 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 awful <laughs> i can only imagine it's one of those things where you're you're watching it and you're kind of thinking to yourself it's somewhere between you know dystopian horror and absurdist comedy um and even just in the production design um there's this interesting focus on on even just like a power outlet being sideways um i wanted to ask if anxiety plays a role in preparing what you're going to choose to follow up movies like hereditary and midsummer do you ever feel any kind of pressure to deliver on what's expected or perceived of you based on past films uh not really but that's mostly due to the fact that i um had a sense of what i wanted to make before i made hereditary in that or at least I just I I have sort of you know this this lineup of um, of movies that I either have already written and you know want to rewrite um, because Bo was definitely something I mean it that it it existed in the form of another script um, and then when I went back to it after. Um, the release of Midsommar, I, uh, I found that, you know, that it still made me laugh and I, I was still excited by it, but, uh, but I really, uh, wanted to sort of start from scratch and, and, uh, and so there were a lot of things I kept, but there were a lot of things I cut, cut away and that I put in and new things that I put in and I tried to just kind of swim in it for a long time and, and it, it sort of grew and, and I hope deepened um 
without really uh, changing its its DNA. Right. I asking about that and, and and you mentioning kind of starting from scratch a little bit and rewriting it and, and looking at it again. Is it important for you to start with character before creating the world around them, or is it a little bit of both? Uh well, in the case of Bo, um so much of so much of this film is the world and and whatever the humor is, um which is very hard to put into words, you know, um, the way I've been describing the world is as this sort of like, you know, evil comic funhouse mirror of the world we live in now, where, you know, er everything that's awful about our world is still awful in this world, but it's just, but it's just, uh, it's just a little bit worse and everything's a little bit, and, and there's maybe, you know, the sense that there's some design here, some like, malignant design that 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 that's laughing about all of this um and so that that was kind of where this started and it just functioned for a long time as as uh like a handy receptacle for uh ideas that made me laugh that uh that that um that maybe you know uh wouldn't really work in any other context uh, and and the world kind of just gave me license to uh, do whatever I wanted as long as it was cohesive with the story. And as long as, I mean, and, and a big part of this was about kind of like overloading this with uh, things that I wanted to do and, and, and then, you know, peeling back whatever was, what, what wasn't actually, uh, um, you know, it, in harmony with with the rest. Yeah, and again, like you feel as you're watching it that it's so unpredictable. Um, you're never quite sure where the character is going to end up or go. And that's kind of, I think, the the joy of watching a movie like this is that it's so spontaneous. Um, I, I was curious about um, your work with Joaquin Phoenix, because I saw in the uh, special thanks both Paul Thomas Anderson and Spike Jones, two directors who have previously worked with him, and another director, you know, like Lynn Ramsey has sung his praises and said that he's, you know, a, a spiritual kind of cinematic uh, surrogate for for her as a filmmaker or as, as you know, being an on-screen representation. So I was curious to ask you, um, did this collaboration change your approach to filmmaking, and, and, and what did uh, Joaquin bring to the role that maybe you didn't see on the page. Yeah, I mean, look, it was, it was the best experience I've ever had um, working with anybody. Uh, he, he, he's so committed and he comes to the work with like such seriousness of purpose, um, but also with like great humor and lightness and uh, not only like the ability to kind of come to things uh, fresh, you know, but like the need to do it. Like if, if he if he's not able to do that, then then he's hitting a wall, and he's going to have to break through it, and you're going to have to break through it with him. Um, and so you know, it's it's uh, uh, you know, it, it, if it's not true, if it doesn't feel in some way true, then he he won't he just won't do it. Like his body won't allow him to do it. Um, and of course, you know what? Uh, 
the word true, right, is sort of um, elastic here because the world itself is so arch and so strange. Um, But because of that, you know, he becomes an even more important surrogate for us because he needs to be grounded. Like the the only way we're going to make it through this movie, which is, you know, so big and, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it is long, you know, it's a three hour film. It's, uh, it, but the only way we're going to make it through is, uh, through our attachment to him. Um, and so, yeah, it was really just, uh, the, the entire process was one of, uh, figuring out what, it, what that, what that, what, what, what that meant, like what, what it means to be real in this environment in this, and with these, these characters that are kind of invading his life who are all, um, very like heightened, uh, I mean, all the actors around Joaquin are giving these very heightened performances, uh, and and it's a world of extremes, and so it's just about how how do you keep this guy very real um, and relatable? I hope I I relate to him pretty intensely. Yeah, well, just the idea of you know taking something that is a daily occurrence and making it harder, feeling the anxiety of just you know going to get a bottle of water from a bodega. You know, you can relate to certain aspects of that if you have you know anxiety or stresses and phobias about going outside, and it feels very real, but in that heightened state. And casting a lot of actors that are known for you know their 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 Broadway status, like it, it adds something to you know the storytelling. Um, you, you mentioned kind of going through the process with Joaquin Phoenix was there any anxiety you know in having that initial kind of meeting with him and sort of talking to him about who Bo is and just about the film itself yeah yeah I mean I I was intimidated by him when we first met because I uh one because I was such an admirer of his um but also because you know I I I he he's you know he he's such a mystery as far as you know uh how he how uh, you know just how he uh presents himself to the world outside just just, he he he's been very smart i think about retaining that kind of mystery you know where it's really just about the work with him which i i love uh and but i found very very quickly that he was uh a mensch you know he's just a very sweet a uh, thoughtful, funny guy who takes his work very seriously, and uh, and it 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 didn't take long, I think, for us to find a rapport and and to learn that we kind of worked in a very similar way. Um, like I I I I know I had a lot of fun with him on this, and I, I think he had fun as well. Um, and I it, it, the, the I would say um yeah i i would say really it's just uh all you can ask for um from an actor is 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 that they really devote themselves and by that standard you know i i i can't imagine 
feeling more satisfied um, with you know with anybody. It 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 it, it was a pretty pretty uh, wonderful experience. Well, I have to wrap, but before I do, I just quickly wanted to ask you if it's surreal to see your film uh, on an IMAX screen, and if there's any one sequence in the movie that sticks out even more uh, watching it on a, a big screen like that. Well, uh, when I was converting it to IMAX, I had the experience of like kind of feeling like, like I was seeing the film with fresh eyes, which is a very hard thing to... Uh, to achieve when you're in post because you've seen the movie hundreds and hundreds of times and you're, you're just, you know, it, 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 it's kind of dead to you. And it kind of came to life for me again, uh, on the IMAX screen, especially in the first section and, you know, with, uh, the urban section, um, where you're in the city that, uh, uh, j just because we've buried so many details, like just tiny signs and billboards and, uh, and things that are written on buildings in the background, uh, and and it's the first time that I've been able to see everything and and read everything. And I think that it it uh, it encourages like a different kind of engagement uh, um, among the audience, just to scan scan the frame and 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 see what you can find. Um, and then there's an an animated sequence that's uh, that's about fifteen minutes long. Um, uh, in this, you know, uh, uh, I'm around the middle of the film, a little bit later than the middle. And that I think really, uh, is very immersive, uh, on that screen. Um, so I, I, for me, it's the, the definitive way to watch the film. And I, I, I hope that, you know, that if people have the means and if, 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 if it's, uh, if it's available to them, that, that they will watch it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the animators, uh, the directors of uh, the Wolf House, uh, that animation sequence is, is, is beautiful. So it, I'm sure it's amazing on an IMAX screen. Uh, Ari Aster, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I just got to quickly say as well, it was kind of surreal. Um, there's somebody that I work with at Rogers TV Durham, which is another outlet I work for, uh, Stephanie Herrera, who plays Martha uh, in the movie very briefly. And it was just kind of almost like, it added something to the the experience of that that one little moment there. Oh, how funny! Oh, that's yeah. great. Well, please say hi to her from me. I will. I will. I will. And and thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank right. you. Bye.